Blog Talk Radio. tonight's co-host momentarily. Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So if bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk, or anything else I might say might offend you, this may not be the show for you, but I kind of think it is. (laughs) Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incomparable, the glorious, the beautiful, the mystical, the magical, the wicked one herself. The incomparable Dorothy Morrison. Check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com where you can get all kinds of fabulous witchy needs. And if you need those goods shipped overseas, check out theangrycauldron.com. That's www.theangrycauldron.com. They do Dorothy's international shipping, and they have a line of goods as well. All right. We are we're getting down to it. It is September. Normally, Desperate House Witches takes off the entire month of September, but um, not this month. We had so many shows that uh, I just had to keep going. So tomorrow will be the end of Season 9. The end of Season 9 will be with Danielle Dion, who is fabulous. Uh, And then I will be on break until October 1st. So it's only going to be three weeks of break on, on this particular uh, fall vacation because there's just too many shows and too much to talk about. We are in an election year. And, of course, it's First Friday. Therefore, my co-host, as he is every First Friday of the month, is the one and only pagan pundit himself, Sal Tinkervannon. Hey, Talvin. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm uh, you know back yet again uh, in this in this election year, and uh, yeah, it's like news just keeps on coming. Everything just keeps on happening, man. It doesn't stop, so neither do we. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We actually had a visitation of the Trump monster. Uh, this week, and here in North Carolina, he has encouraged all of his supporters to attempt to vote twice. Now, for the folks who are not sure about this, let me just remind everyone, you can only vote once. Trying to vote twice is illegal, no matter what this idiot says. Please make sure you tell your Trump-supporting... It is a federal crime. Please make sure you tell your Trump-supporting families that if they attempt to do this on his behalf, that go to jail. It's not a joke. Right. It's not true. He's, you know, again, trying to push every possible button to game the system, no matter how he has to do it, even if it 
even if he resorts to cheating. Um, his desperation, Michael Cohen testified today, or rather was interviewed today, I should say, and has absolutely confirmed that Trump will do anything, anything to stay right. in office. Because, you know, as soon as he gets out of office, there's going to be handcuffs waiting for him. <laughs> is that really true? Well, the thing is, is that there are currently three states that have active investigations that are, and you know that the AG of New York State is going to file charges. There's no re- you know, he hasn't been asking the kind of questions that causes Eric Trump to take the fifth just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. True, true. So, I mean, and also the state of California has uh, investigations going on. There's multiple different areas. Uh, pretty much anywhere where this piece of human filth did business is looking very carefully. Uh, uh, all of the, you get, because of all the papers that are coming out and all the stuff that's coming out. Um, right. The fact that there is still an open investigation in New York about falsifying his documents. You see, the thing is what they're doing now, and this is something that started a year ago. Uh, They're going through all of his tax documents because they're probably going to take down Trump the same way they took down Al Capone through his taxes. Because one one thing that Donald Trump has done is he has either over-reported his assets to obtain loans and insurance or under-reported his assets to avoid taxation and uh, getting taxed at the normal levels. And either one of those things, under-reporting or over-reporting on official documents, are all crimes. And the nice thing is is that they're not just federal crimes, because I'm still thinking he's going to try to find a way to engineer a pardon for himself, even if it was literally spending the, the next few months after the election trashing the country all he would, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to do a switcheroo on, say, January 5th, where he resigns, makes Mike Pence president, who then pardons him immediately. The thing is, there's two problems with that plan. Uh, one problem okay. is that you, cannot, you can't get a pardon for state crimes, only federal crimes. The only person who can issue a pardon for New York state crimes is the New York governor, and Andrew Cuomo would rather fuck broken glass bottles than do anything nice for Trump. Um, and the other okay. problem is, is that there's a part in the Constitution that people are not sure exactly what it means, and it would, it would really face the courts to figure out what it means. But there's a little thing in there that says a president can't be pardoned after he's been impeached. Some people say he can't be pardoned for the thing he got impeached for. Other people say, though, that getting impeached pretty much takes away your, one's ability to receive a presidential pardon. So uh, there's multiple ways that he is uh, really screwed over as soon as he leaves that White House. And I also really honestly think that if he winds up, uh, you know, know, if he winds up just trying all kinds of shit and nothing works, I wouldn't be surprised if he did something drastic like killed himself the day before Biden's inauguration, just because he knows that, you know, that, you know, people who've had his number for years, are coming for him and there's enough illegal shit and there's enough people who are pretty much insta witnesses against him that there's no way he's walking on these charges. Absolutely no way at all. 
and it could even be tri- it could even be a tripped up thing of him trying to flee to another country because there's some talk about filing uh, charges in The Hague for war crimes uh, <laughs> against his own people uh, because of the federal response to the protests in places like Portland and uh, yeah and uh, oh god. My brain is fried. I'm re- I'm really stoned right now, folks. I stay stoned most of the time because it really helps you deal with the news. Uh, Kenosha, that's the word I was thinking of, Kenosha. Um, so really, uh, if, if he tries to flee to another country, if his plane sets down in any place that's not, you know, a third world dictatorship to even refuel, they may not be allowed to take off again because Interpol could be on his t- trail. And the fact that he's violated multiple international banking laws could also land him in the Hague because Deutsche Bank has pretty much decided that they're not going to obstruct jack shit to help Donald Trump. They are going to fuck him over. Um, Now, yeah, I can't really hear you right now. Yeah. Yeah, you're wobbling terribly. Can you move wherever you are? I am going to hang up and call back in because you sound just as bad to me. Hold okay. on. That sounds like to you. Very good. Sorry, folks. Sorry about that. Tell us we'll call right back in. Um, I honestly did not catch any of what he just said. So we're just going to wait for him to call back in. Um, and as far as Trump doing something as drastic as mocking himself, I don't really see that as a possibility because he has a complete textbook narcissist um, and has all of those disassociative tendencies. But of course, I will ask Talison about that, and of course, here is Talison now. Hello. Hey, Raina, you are still sounding really, really garbled to me. And when I called in, the lady's voice that greets us wasn't garbled, so I think it's something with your connection. Okay, I am going to move things. Go ahead and continue. Okay, uh, just saying, yeah, I mean, really, there's not a lot of avenues left for Trump after he gets out of the White House, and he knows that. That's why he's going to try, like, all hell to not have to leave the White House, because he knows pretty much when that's over, uh, it's all over for him. And um, the fact of the matter is, is that the military has already come out and said that they have no role to play in the upcoming election or transition of power uh, at all. And, you know, they, 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 uh, so that's pretty much their signal to Trump that if he's going to try to stay in power by calling out the military, they're not going to answer his call. Uh, because even if he is the commander in chief, Every single soldier knows that it is against the law to follow an illegal order. And the illegal order would be on the level of treason, so there's not a single military guy who is going to, uh, who, who is going to follow those orders. So the avenues are closing for him. The doors are closing behind him. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we, you know, when, when I don't know um, how much he's hearing right now, but uh, folks out there, when Raina was talking about how they had a visit from the Orange Twitler recently, he was uh, suggesting that people try to vote twice to test the system. Uh, part of that could be the fact that Trump is desperate. Uh, he, you know, Republicans win North Carolina. That's just one of those things that happen. 
Uh, you know, Democrats have been thinking for years that if they could try to maybe snag a southern state, it would be Georgia or possibly South Carolina because they have an incredible party infrastructure in South Carolina. But the matter of fact is a new poll just released shows Joe Biden with a seven-point lead in North Carolina. Uh, so, again, and my usual caveat always stands when I give people uh, good news. Uh, or things that sound good. I am not telling people to relax. I'm not telling people to get complacent. What I am saying is that what we are doing is working, so let's keep going at it. You know, it's working, so let's keep going. And if we want to try twice as hard, we can make it twice as good. But the fact that Trump is seven points behind in North Carolina is literally a disaster for him, for the party. I mean, hell, Joe Biden has been uh, within the margin of error in Texas. Some of the polls even showing him with a slight lead in Texas. And again, people have talked for years about Texas becoming a purple state, but that really wasn't supposed to start showing his face until 2024. So uh, let's see here. Are, are you hearing any better yet, uh, Rayna? Uh, no, but I'm listening oh. to you through the headset. I am hearing you much better now. So I don't know what's up with the connection, but I'm hearing you much better. But, yeah, that, that the fact that, you know, and one of the things, too, people say polls tighten, polls tighten. They very may well tighten as people, as polling places, uh, you know, tweak their methodology. But the thing is, is that um, Steve Kornacki had an incredible look. He, he had a look at the, if you take all the polls and average them together, it gives you a better idea of where the race really is. Because some polls are like, you know, outliers in one direction or another. And Steve Kornacki on MSNBC had a great segment earlier today where he looked at where the, po where the race was for the convention on August right. 1st before the Democratic convention, before the Republican convention. And yep. Joe Biden was leading by an average of 7.4 points. Uh, when you averaged all the polls together. Uh, now that it's been a month later, we've had the Democratic convention and the Republican convention, and people are waiting for bounces to happen. There is yep. no bounce. Nothing's changed. It's now Joe shot? Biden is leading by 7.2% on average nationwide. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I have to admit my surprise. I'm assuming you hear me a lot better now. Yes, I know I, far better. I hear you exponentially better. So I'm, I'm glad I was able to switch the phones. I apologize for that, folks. But, you know, normally, and I have never seen a, a time where anyone didn't get a bounce after their convention. I mean, it's just the normal thing that happens. And I've heard no reports of Trump getting any kind of bounce. Is, is that mm -hmm. accurate? That so is completely weird. accurate. There is no accurate. I mean, there is no bounce. That is completely accurate. Um, one second. That is highly unusual, though, is it not? Sorry. I mean, I've never... Sorry, I, never I, had to, I had to take the phone away for a moment because the cat was trying to destroy something. So anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, but there's I mean, no bounce. Never, which is weird, right? I mean, there's always a bounce, isn't there? Usually there is, but the thing is, is that this is not a normal election in any way, shape, or form. And really what I think is going on here is I really don't think we're going to see a whole lot of movement in polls. You're going to see outliers. You're going to see some 
Like one showed Joe Biden with a 15-point lead. Another one showed him with like a three-point lead. Those are both outliers either direction. Again, you take a look at the average, and pretty much it's averaging right around where Kornacki had it. Um, You know, and the thing is, what's going on, though, is that I really – I really think that a lot of this support for either candidate is kind of baked in at this point. I really don't think the only people who are going to waver right now are the, you know, on either side for the Republicans, the only people who are wavering are your traditional Republicans, your suburban Republicans, uh, the people who personally find Donald Trump distasteful, but they're not sure if they should follow all of the literally dozens and dozens of Republican officials in backing Joe Biden. But, you know, I really don't think that there's a whole lot of them. I think a lot of them are already part of Republicans for Biden. uh, And I think that a lot of Donald Trump's support within the Republican Party is baked in uh, because that's the hardcore racist back of the country, right there around 38, 39%, and then wiggling around taking a few uh, sympathetic independents and that kind of stuff here and there. I think a lot of the support for Joe Biden is baked in, not because people are having, you know, have already made up their minds about Joe Biden, but because the, the choice is so stark. There is nothing more stark than the choice we have now. I mean, I know people have said in the past that, you know, oh, well, we've never had more of a clear choice between two candidates than we have right now. But literally, I mean, the fact that I, not only did Ohio Governor John Kasich back Joe Biden, but, uh, but Prick Snyder, the former Republican governor of Michigan, and I still call him Prick because of the way he handled Flint, but Donald Trump is too evil for him. Okay, Donald Trump is too evil for George W. Bush, who committed war crimes yeah. in Iraq. Donald yeah. Trump is too evil for Dick fucking Cheney, the Darth Vader of modern politics. Okay, all of these people are supporting Joe Biden. The people who are supporting Trump are supporting him because he is their great white supremacist hope, and that's pretty much it. Um, and uh, the healthy misogyny, the unhealthy misogyny from the toxic males, even the non-racist toxic males still love his misogyny, uh, which is why men are about the only group that he's still winning with. But, uh, you know, Barack Obama never won the white male vote once, and he was elected twice. So I, I got to say my compatriots in my, in, my, uh, in my race and my gender, we are fairly insignificant, especially in the face of the juggernaut of black women voters who are going to be coming out because Kamala Harris is tapping her network that she built up for the primaries. The, the network she never got to use because she dropped out before a lot of these states got to have their primaries. Yeah. She, is, yeah. she is activating them now. Really what it's going to come down to is turnout. That's why everybody's going on and on and on about voting because the, the support is baked in. I really don't think you're going to see any shifts toward Donald Trump. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of more Republicans going to Joe Biden. The Republicans who are with Trump, you know, want their Klan leader, and they are going to support him. I mean, he could literally be seen, you know, uh, having sex with children and broadcast on the evening news, and they would still say, yeah, but what about Nancy Pelosi's haircut? Okay, there is no sense to the way these people think. It's a cult, and it's a cult of white supremacy. That's why everybody has to vote. You got to, if you can vote early, you should vote early. If you can vote by mail, vote by mail. If you're worried about the mail reaching there, get your mail-in ballot, but then drop it off at your local board of elections. Uh, every, every state has them differently, but you can find out where you can drop off your absentee ballot. Um, but make sure you got, you got to get the votes 
out there because what we are doing is working. We are winning. We haven't won, but what we're doing is working. But we've got to keep it up. We've got to stay focused, and we've got to get everybody out to vote. That is the most – because if we show up to vote, we win. We send Donald Trump to jail. We send Ivanka Trump to jail. We send Donald Jr. We send, uh, you know, we, you know, we send uh, fucking uh, anybody in his administration, the Postmaster General, uh, Baldy Joy. I don't know his first name, so I'll just call him Baldy. Because, you know, these are Trump people. They're used to being to me. Um, but, you know, it's like, we, you know, that guy. See that guy in jail. Let's see the, uh, you know, let's see about William Barr? Barr in jail. William Barr. Oh, Will- we got to get that guy in a, in a cell right next to Trump so they can look at each but other's how, mopey faces for the rest of their fucking lives. How do uh, we do that? I mean, how how do we how do you prosecute Barr? Simple. You take a look at absolutely every time he violated federal law or federal statutes by having the Justice Department illegally prosecute or drop prosecutions against people at the direction of Donald Trump, and he can get a 10 to 15 year sentence for every time he did it. Because it is illegal for a president to say, drop charges against them, prosecute those other people because I don't like them. I mean, you know, misusing government agencies is what got Nixon squeezed out. After After the ironclad proof of that came out, the Republicans abandoned him. These Republicans won't abandon Trump until he's out of office, and then they're all going to try to say that they are against him the whole time. Uh, But we all know it's bullshit. Moscow Mitch has his nose firmly lodged in uh, Donald Trump's scrotum. Um, But, you know, it's like, oh, goodness. I, uh, oh, goodness. I'm sorry. I just created a mental image that threw me off for a second. But uh, (laughs) misusing the Justice Department is enough. It'll add charges onto Trump, and it can it and Barr is a willing accomplice. Uh, as a matter of fact, Barr has been doing things, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff, uh, selective prosecutions and that kind of stuff, trying to drop charges against Mike Flynn, and a federal judge won't let him. That's what I find hilarious. Barr thinks, oh, I'm going to get the charges against Flynn dropped by giving up on the case, and the judge is like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to accept this. Come up with a better reason to drop the charges. The guy pled guilty, for God's sake. Uh, and the, that judge, I have a feeling, is going to drag that out until uh, Uncle Joe is in office, and then he right. can have, uh, you know, attorney, you know, attorney general. Oh, shall maybe maybe he can bring Eric Holder back. That would just piss all the Republicans off. Uh, or uh-huh. better yet, a, attorney general Hillary Clinton can then go and re-prosecute the case against Michael Flynn. Uh, hey. <laughs> Hillary's a yeah. lawyer, and if you want to finish off the last few Republican holdouts, that if you put Barack on the Supreme Court and Hillary's Attorney General, you'll hear the the heads pop, the, the veins popping across the country. Uh, it's, it's especially especially if you know you get to do the perp walk of uh, Rudy Giuliani out of his law office, and there's Hillary Clinton to look into the cameras to say, "Yeah, go ahead, lock him up." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but it feels so good. Doesn't it, though? Rudy Giuliani violated law on multiple levels just in the Ukraine, just in the Foreign Corrupt Practices right. Act. The fact that he was right. trying to solicit a bribe from a foreign government uh, was just – and he, the bribe doesn't have to be money. The bribe was the investigations they wanted. But the fact that he tried to solicit a campaign contribution out of a foreign uh, power would be enough to put him away for 15 to 20. 
And like I said, sure. when we have a real attorney general again, that, you know, federal law is a bitch because you don't get time off for good behavior with most federal sentences. If you're, if you're in there for five to 15, you're probably going to serve 13. You might get a couple years off at the end if, you know, if you're dying or something like that. But it's not like county lockup where you get sentenced to 10 years and you serve 10 months. Federal jail is way different. So, I mean, yeah. there'll be a country club jail, but, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to have their constant pipeline to Fox News. And I think without that, they'll just dribble up and, and blow up and dry away. But, uh, that, I mean, it's, it's incredible the, word, the stuff that I'm seeing, like I said, the fact that Texas is in play is right. just still fucking with my political mind. I mean, this everything I've learned, I mean, I turn 50 years old next week. Everything I've learned my entire life is kind of up on its nose when it comes to electoral politics, when you've got a Democrat running against a sitting Republican, not just a Republican, but a sitting Republican. And the fact right. that that it's a toss-up is just, mind-blowing so again folks what we're doing is working keep doing it we got we got september we got october we got a couple of days in november and then we're going to be able to put this to bed so you know we're 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 starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's not an uncommon train this time unlike 2016 so let's keep it up folks Uh, i really hope so because you know i think we're all so afraid because everything went so haywire last time that we're all like once bitten and twice shy. And I I know a lot of folks really holding their breath right now because we keep hearing, and I keep hearing it from everywhere, to be honest with you, you know, he could still win. He could still win. He's undermining the post office. They've removed many mailboxes. They've stopped sorting machines. Now, here's the thing. They promised that they wouldn't do anything else, but they're not setting those uh, mailboxes back, and they're not turning yeah. on the sorting machines. So I really want to encourage folks to please go vote in person. Um, right. Early voting in, is, is, um, is happening soon. Uh, I've posted the link for, for registration deadlines. Uh, and right. for early voting on the show page, please check that another, out. Another thing to do, folks out there, is if you are an able-bodied person who has transportation, contact your local Democratic Party because one thing that they are looking for is there's a lot of folks who cannot vote in person. They're elderly, they're infirm, they have a hard time getting around, they may be housebound, and There is a uh, plan. A lot of local parties are sending people out to collect these absentee ballots so they don't have to be mailed in. So that way they can be dropped off in bundles at the Board of Elections. As long as the envelope's sealed like it's in the mail, there's no problem. So, you know, if you're out there and you've got a car and you've got some free time between now and the election, find out when they're looking for folks to go out. now, you know, one, one person, one of my Facebook friends, and I don't consider this name dropping because not everybody is a huge stand-up comedy nerd like myself, but uh, one of my favorite stand-up comedians from the 80s, Elaine Boozler, is I one of my Facebook friends. And, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, it's, it's so cool, too. I mean, just, you know, because it's really her, and she does a lot of stuff for animal, uh, animal rescue these days. Um, but sure. her husband is, is Bill Siddons, the ex-manager of the doors. 
Okay, that's who oh, she wow. wound up marrying. And wow. they are going they are going out between now and election day. They are going out in their cars to go around to neighbor, any neighborhood where the party sends them to go pick up these ballots so they can drop them off and make sure they get counted. And, and this is happening all across the country. So, again, folks, if you want to do more to help, uh, you know, kick Twitler out of office, then find out when the party needs you, when the Democratic Party needs you to go out there, knock on some doors, say, hey, have you finished your out, you know, your thing? The party will contact people to find out if they need someone to pick up their ballots so you'll have ID and they'll know you're on the up and up. But uh, right. helping to collect the ballots from the folks who can't vote in person is vital because, yeah. you know, these are all, and especially the, the one area where I expect to see movement on Donald Trump is going to be the 55 and over, which is currently mm-hmm. the only age group that he has a slight edge with. But the stuff coming out about the military, you know, look, you know, I know plenty of folks 55 and over. I know a lot of suburban folks in their 80s. And the the stuff about calling the U.S. Uh, service members who fought and killed and were killed in battle uh, suckers and losers, yep. that right there, that's going to move some people away from him. So, again, you know, if you, if you see that neighbor who had the Trump sign, and all of a sudden they put they take the Trump sign down. Yeah. If you, you know, know them, I'll ask them. Ask them. Just say, "Hey, why'd you do that? Why'd you take the sign down?" And if they're like, "Well, I just can't do it anymore after what he said about the troops," say, "I'm with you, brother. You know these people deserve a lot better than they've gotten from Donald Trump and his party over the last four, hell, even over the last twelve years." Let me make you know. Let's work together to get people out the vote to put in Joe Biden because he's going to take care of our veterans. And that kind of right. stuff, you know. You, if you see someone starting to come off the dark side, man, greet them. You know, just say, "Hey, how's it?" Oh man, I feel for you. That's just terrible. It's it, isn't it terrible when politicians disappoint us? You know, you can yeah. even just play into it. Even if you never like Trump, you can just say, "Don't you hate it when you put so much hope into a politician and they just break your heart?" We all do. So. Come on, brother. Let's help get this guy out of office and get our country back and that kind of thing. Um, so you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on, and there, there's 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 plenty of there's plenty of shitty stuff, and there's a lot yeah. of there's going to be a real day of reckoning. I I do not uh, envy the next attorney general because not no. only are they going to ha- not only is the Justice Department first, the Justice Department's going to have to be rebuilt. People don't understand right. just how much of the executive branch that Trump has decimated just through incompetence and neglect. He hasn't even looted everything. He just ignores yeah. anything that he can't loot, and it just falls into disrepair. So they're going to need to rebuild the Justice Department and not only go after Trump and all of his criminals, but they're going to have to go after the criminals who are running the Kenosha, Wisconsin police force. They're going to have to go after the criminals who are running the Portland police force. We are going to have to go after the white supremacists who have embedded themselves into our law enforcement structure. And I hate to say, um, I think it's going to be, I think, I think that dealing with police reform is going to be the hardest task Mm -hmm. of Joe and Kamala coming up here in the next uh, few years. And I would not be surprised if the only solution winds up being going police force to police force, firing everybody and building from the ground back up, you know, build a new police force that's not expected to deal with 
domestic arguments that aren't expected to deal with stray dogs that aren't expected to deal with noisy neighbors or shit like that. Uh, you know, rebuild a police force that should actually do what they're supposed to do, which is take care of violent criminals and not shoot unarmed black people. Uh, the second one should be the easier thing, but a lot of them are quitting because they're not going to be allowed to do it anymore. Uh, so, but you know, it's like, and, and the folks, just because, you know, realize this too, just because Joe Biden gets sworn in doesn't mean the protests are going to stop. It doesn't mean that the Black Lives Matter protests are going to stop because lots of cops murdered people when Barack Obama was president. And I remember when the Barack Obama Justice Department was trying to deal with the Cleveland Police Department and the fucking mess and a half that the Cleveland Police Department still is, uh, knowingly yeah. hiring people who have been fired for uh, assault claims from other police departments saying, oh, come on in, we'll give you a new gun. And that kind of, and, and the Obama Justice Department was working on that for years and was still having trouble uh, because of just how incredibly embedded a lot of this shit is. So it's not going to be easy, but man, it's, you know, nothing's going to get better until we get Twitler out of office. So again, you know, keep your eyes on the prize, folks. Know that this is just the first step. But uh, one of the things I loved hearing over the last month was when a reporter asked Joe Biden, what do you think about Trump's nickname for you, Sleepy Joe? And Joe said, well, I think it kind of fits because when I'm president and Donald Trump's out of office, a lot of people are going to sleep better at night. So <laughs> right on. <laughs> Good yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hearing oh, a lot of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of folks talk, however, about, big fears of civil war, like in a serious manner. You know, you've got so many people killing each other right now. You've got a lot of cops, you know, doing pretty lawless shit. Not all of them, obviously, but, you know, these, these cases keep happening. So, I mean, what happens when, let's say Trump loses, what what are we going to see as far as out in the streets? I mean, are people really going to get that crazy? Um, I have no idea. It really depends on where Trump's emphasis becomes comes from. Um, because the one thing, and again, this doesn't sound like a good thing, but when you compare it to other things that could happen, it's a lot better. Uh, my personal prediction is that when Trump loses the election, he's going to blyabate, he's going to blow hot air, he's going to file lawsuits, he's going to lose all of them, um, because this time he's going to lose the popular vote and the Electoral College. Um, but, I, you know, my personal prediction is that he's going to do as much as he can to suck as much money out of the U.S. Treasury as he can before he leaves office, thinking that he's going to be able to go buy an island off the coast of Argentina or something like the Nazis did. Um, and, you know, and if he does, and again, that would be a terrible thing. We would lose hundreds of millions of dollars from the public treasury, but compared to all the other stuff he could do, like telling his supporters to take to the streets and get their guns and all that stuff, I'll I'll part with a few hundred million dollars. We'll get it back after we prosecute him anyway. You know, let him, let him take a few hundred million dollars and think he got away with a big, with a big score and a big scam. Okay. But uh, I mean, really where he goes is anybody's is really anybody's, uh, guess as to what that's going to be. Personally, I think he's he's basically uh, going to again try to steal as much money as he can 
uh, with his kids before he gets out of office. Uh, I hope I'm right. So, but really, folks, the time between November 3rd and January 20th are going to be one of the most dangerous times in our country. Let's not mince words. Um, Right. And personally, I would say that during those months, um, now, of course, one thing that's actually going to help save a lot of lives is the fact that coronavirus is still raging, uh, is still getting worse. um, And as the country locks down again, that's actually going to help because normally my first piece of advice would be don't go to where large crowds gather. Uh, Don't go. Yeah. Because those are the places where the right wing cowards uh, terrorists are going to try to shoot up or bomb or try to get the maximum amount of bloodshed that they possibly can because Republicans just want people dead. We do. That's the only that's the only thing we can discern anymore from their back, backing of Trump uh, is that they just want masses of people dead. Uh, so, you know, but I really think that the uh, virus is going to keep people from gathering in two larger groups and the idiots who keep gathering in large groups without masks and, and spreading things. Well, they're more likely to be the people pulling the trigger. So I don't know how many of them will get hit either. Um, but still it's, it's going to be a dicey time. So, you know, I, you know, I don't think that it's uh, ridiculous to say that, you know, before Election Day, I just put a few things aside, you know, like get some extra canned food, get some extra bottles of water or beverages, just in case for some reason, like you go to go to your local supermarket and there's guys out front with guns trying to intimidate people. If you've got some food put away at home, you don't have to go in. You know, you can right. go back home and uh, lock the doors and that kind of stuff. So. Uh, you know, I don't want to sound like some doomsday prepper, but who knows what people are going to do. Now, a lot of times in the past, there have been great predictions of great upheaval and calamity that fizzle out. Again, I hope that's the case here. I hope that Trump just focuses on stealing as much money as he possibly can and then trying to bribe while he's trying to bribe his way into another country. Because I really don't think Putin is going to let him into, the, into Russia. I think Putin what? has decided that. Putin has decided, you know, I, from what I'm seeing, from the way that yeah. Russian intelligence is talking about their operations in 2016, saying, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we hacked the election. Oh, yeah, we worked with the Trump camp. They're, they're owning up to everything from 2016. And when they do that, that means they're, they're burning their asset. That's what it's called in the intelligence world. Burning an asset means that you're, you're cutting them loose. You're not going to defend them anymore. Um, and I really think that the signal that Donald's getting from Russia is if you lose the election, you're no good to us anymore. You know, uh, you know, uh, Daspadania, uh, orange lumpy <laughs> church sack. Um, so the, the other thing that he could wind up doing is while he's trying to steal as much money from the U S government, he's probably going to be trying uh, his connections around the world to see if there's a foreign government that he can bribe well enough for them to let him uh, come in there. Uh, because I'll tell you, if, you know, cause Trump already can't go to New York and there's a good chance that Florida may not want him either after he no longer has the ability to give them any goodies anymore. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to flee to another country after he takes off, you know, in, in the Trump jet, what we call hair force one uh, from, yeah. uh, from the Washington airport. Um, but you know, that could be a scramble too, because a lot of the countries that uh, Nazis fled to, they don't really like Trump a whole lot. He wasn't really nice to Argentina. And so they're not really fond no. of him anymore. 
and there's really not that many right-wing dictators like there were in the uh, in the late 40s, early 50s, to really take people like that in anymore. Uh, and the last thing he wants to do is go to North Korea, because talk about a shithole country. Uh, he saw it firsthand. Although, oh, my God, this is something just, you know, I've called Donald Trump a cartoon villain, but I just, you, it's getting to the point where no, no cartoon villain would be like this because it would be considered too outlandish for, you know, a show with like fairies and unicorns. This would be too outlandish to have somebody this cartoon villainy. But uh, part of uh, Sarah Sanders' new book that's going to be coming out is uh, a story about uh, when Kim Jong-un, the dictator of North Korea, saw her, he winked at her. Uh, and uh-huh. smiled, and Trump suggested that maybe Sarah Sanders might want to take one for the team, go to his palace and fuck him to help Donald Trump get in with Kim Jong-un. Uh, and that's going to be in Sarah Sanders' new book that's coming out uh, later this month. Uh, wow. Yeah. Just when you thought it couldn't get more ridiculous, it gets way, 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 way more fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Excuse me, fucking ridiculous. Uh, but like I said, um, this, you know, when we talk about all this shit, yeah, you know, it's all, it's all like infuriating. It's all just makes you incredibly angry. But remember, yeah. folks, what we're doing is working. And the fact that he's getting so outlandish and so ridiculous, and the fact that there is absolutely no place around him where he can say word one without it getting leaked, uh, that's always the sign of the rats are fleeing and a, a sinking ship when it starts leaking like a sieve, okay? It's like leaking like the Titanic and iceberg season, that kind of thing. Uh, he can't say jack shit to anybody outside of his pillow talk with his daughter and not have it leaked to the press. So it's just, uh, you know, the noose is tightening around him, and what we're doing is working. We just got to keep at it. I, I just hope people don't lose faith, and I hope that people um, try to stay positive because, you know, I've seen – I've seen a lot of interesting flip-flopping. Like I, I, uh, I saw somebody who I knew was uh, voting third party, and you know, and then said they were going to vote, you know, Democratic. And like within a couple of days, they went back to third party. It's like I don't right. understand how you could possibly do that at this point. But I guess people will, you know, justify whatever. But um, Right. Yeah. Right. The collective hissy, the collective, the collective temper tantrum that is the way well, you didn't pick my guys. So now I'm going to, I'm going to destroy the constitution and let hundreds of thousands of people die because I didn't get my way. Way, way. Oh, shut the fuck up. Grow the fuck up or go, go the fuck home. Uh, it's like, you know, it's like, I, I have no tolerance anymore for these people. I have no patience. Anybody who says they're voting third party, I said, well, that means you're supporting Trump and you must be a racist because even if you've never called someone an N-word, you're okay with enabling a racist to stay in powder and murder people. So guess what? You get to be a Nazi too. And I let everybody know their stupid shit and then I block them. Uh, you've seen my screenshots. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, this person... It's like, yeah, this person's, this person's an idiot, and if you're a mutual friend and didn't see this post, because I know a lot of posts can get make, missed when you got a lot of people on your Facebook list. Um, sure. It's like, just in case you didn't know, this is stupid shit they said. I blocked them. If you know, Whatever you want to do is up to you. Um, but, you know, it's like, um, the thing is, though, is that that is a minority. 
And the thing is, you and I, we travel in extremely liberal, extremely progressive circles. And yes. on the far, far, and on the closest thing that comes to a far left in this country, which would be center left in the UK, but we won't get into that now. We've all seen those memes. Um, but it's like, you know, really the flip-flopping between the third party and doing the right thing is only really happening with the dead enders. I mean, it seems like a lot more to us because we know a lot more of these people. Uh, so we see it. Well, I don't see it as much as I used to because I'm just getting the fuck rid of these people. Um, right. But it's still, it's like uh, when you take a look at the actual numbers, uh, as many as 51% of people who said that they did not vote in 2016 said that they're voting and they're voting for Joe Biden. Uh, and these are people that polls will miss because a lot of times, when, you know, when they get uh, likely voters, everybody's trying to move to a likely voter model right now. Well, likely voters, right. if you say, did you vote in 2016 for president and you say no, they're like, thank you for your time. Have a great day. They're not going to do a survey because you're not considered a likely voter. So you don't know what the margins could be like if we literally, I mean, literally, you know, if you, if, if 25,000 people who didn't, you know, I mean, if, or if like, oh God, uh, 25 million people who didn't vote last time, if they're planning on voting for Joe Biden this time, then the margins are just going to be fucking through the roof. Again, we don't know. These are people that polls miss. Um, and the reality is, is that even amongst some of the Bernie hard, hardcores that I know, they're not enthusiastic yeah. about it. Um, but, you know, they're, they're going to vote for Joe Biden. A lot of them I know are going to vote for Joe Biden. The fact that Bernie and Joe have been putting together a new plan to uh, get rid of college debt and to make four-year yep. colleges free for every American, I mean, that's a pretty yeah. major thing. And, and that is something that, you know, uh, Joe Biden's people and Bernie Sanders' people are working on right now. Uh, right. You know, uh, I, from what I understand, Kamala Harris's people have reached out to AOC and they're starting to talk about, you know, uh, legislation ideas that can be proposed in the next, uh, in the next Congress, including some of Kamala's uh, campaign planks, like she wants to do away with cash bail because it punishes poor people and lets rich people skate uh, on, you know, being held before trial. Um, right. You know, they, they want to completely decriminalize marijuana across the U.S. to allow this, you know, legal states to allow dispensaries and recreational stores to be able to utilize the banking system. I mean, when I go to yeah. my dispensary to buy my medical cannabis, it's all got to be in cash. And they literally have to drive cash from their place to go and put it into another bank. They can't do normal banking because of the uh, federal prohibition on cannabis. So, that, you know, and again, people are like, well, it's not legalization. Yeah, but this is the first step. Again, right. you know, too many people were sold the idea that if we just vote for this one guy, all this shit's going to magically happen. It don't work like that. We could, we, could, we, could elect, we could elect somebody who makes Elizabeth Warren look like, uh, you know, look like Mitt Romney. They were so liberal. And if we don't have the people in Congress, guess what? Shit ain't going to get done. There's a call right. to the presidency in progressive circles saying, we got to get the presidency. No, you got to go out there and elect a few hundred Congress people, uh, Congress yep. critters, uh, and some senators, and then you're going to see the stuff you want to get. Like I've told everybody, Joe, Joe Biden is a party guy. And if he is president and a Democratic Congress sends him legislation uh, for Medicare for all uh, or for uh, you know, cannabis legalization down the road, he is going to sign these bills. He is not going to veto a bill that was crafted by the people's representatives 
uh, of his right. own party. Uh, right. So, you know, you know, again, it's like, yeah, okay, your guy didn't get in. Guess what? Neither of my women got in the top slot, okay? Most people's top choices didn't get in the top slot. But, again, right. Joe's going to be spending four years duct taping the country back together. And if you want real change, we've got to take to Congress. So, you know, that's the and, and more people are realizing that, and you know, it's like the the the, the fact of the matter is, is that it's just you got to vote out the Nazi. And if people can, and if people have a modicum of maturity, intelligence, and perspective, they'll come to the same conclusion. And if they don't, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you, as my grandfather used to say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this has really been a, a time of major upheaval, and it's it's a time where you have to let certain people go. There are people that are irretrievable, and it's sad, but it happens. And yeah. I've spoken, even people I've, I work with are going through, you know, not just my own personal struggle, but I mean, a lot of people are going through a really hard time, long-term relationships, whether it's marriages or spousal units or friendships. All of these things uh, where seams have been splitting for years have finally cracked uh, in the last eight months, and people have been talking to me about it, complaining about it, you know, and when they find out that other folks are going through the same thing, they're like, what the hell's going on? And I'm like, this is the time where, you know, People feel like you have to shit or get off the pot, whatever it is. Whatever the divides are, people are just, you know, they're, they're breaking into different groups. They are realigning with more like-minded folks. Uh, apparently, this has become a time where, you know, a lot of things, you know, sometimes you would let things slide because, oh, it's, it's uncle so-and-so or it's your girlfriend that right. you've known forever or whatever. But people have been making these subconscious decisions that they don't want to be aligned with folks that they feel they can't respect or that they simply right. don't agree with or that the divide has just become too big. Any of those things, right. sometimes all of those things or any combination. And folks are just, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting realignment of people and seeing right. who people are are going towards is also becoming very interesting. So, I mean, don't be surprised uh, if you find yourself in a situation where something you thought was solid is no longer solid. It's happening to everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And the thing is, there's a huge generational shift coming because I can tell you the younger mm -hmm. millennials and the Gen Z people that I know, you know, they have really, they, they have thankfully rejected the idea that you have to tolerate toxic people because they're related to you or for this right. matter or that matter. Um, right. The fact of the matter is that just allows the toxicity to continue. That just uh, allows the abusive uh, tendencies to continue. Um, and really, you know, when people say, how do we get to this, to this place where we've got so many, you know, it's not just Donald Trump. Like the one meme that floats around says, you know, I'm not so much uh, disappointed in Donald Trump. I'm grieving over how many people, uh, friends and family, um, share his hate, share really? his, 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 his disregard of people because of the way they look or the, who they love or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. And, 
And the thing is, the reason why, and people are like, how did we get to this place? Because people let things slide for too long. They let the sexist joke slide without challenging. They let the racist comments slide without challenging. And people got emboldened and they got stuck in it. I mean, there was a point in time in this country, I remember when people were afraid to let people know that they were a fucking racist piece of shit because they didn't want to get the social blowback. And, well, you know what? The social blowback ended and these people crawled out from under their rocks. So we've got to make the social blowback happen again. I mean, that's all there is to it. I totally yeah. agree. I work with some of these idiots, and it's like, you know, the fact that you feel okay saying the shit you say and acting the way you act just tells right. me how far we have gotten away from acceptable societal standards. And now that we all know about your dumb asses, we need you to crawl back under the rock you came from because now we know who you are and now we know where you are. And we're going to let you know that this shit is not acceptable and we're not putting up with it anymore. You know, I, I just, I can't believe how far away we have gotten from acceptable, social, you know, public behavior. It's insane. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I, and, you know it's, like, it's like the one uh, hat I saw was blue. It said, make racists afraid again. Uh, it's like, hey, I can endorse that. I can endorse that sentiment. Uh, it's like, you know, and, that, and, you know, that's one thing that I try to get across when I talk to kids, because I, you know, you know how there was always that house in every neighborhood where a lot of kids hung out. Oh, that's always been my house. Uh, my, yeah. my kids' friends hang, have hung around here a lot over the last few years. And I always try to get across to people saying that, you know, a bully is a bully. And it doesn't matter who the bully is. It doesn't matter if they're related to you. Every right to cut that person out of your life. You have every right to not deal with that person. You do not have to deal with toxic, abusive people just because they're related to you. That's how family chains of abuse continue. Um, so it's and and it's true for anything though. It's like toxic people. It's like, well, I've you know this person's been a friend for 20 years. It's like, yeah, but that person doesn't care if you live or die because they voted for someone who wanted to kill you. So guess what? They weren't that good of a friend. You know, it's right. like you can. You can mourn for what's lost. It's okay to mourn for the good times because you know you don't hang out with somebody if you don't have any good times. Uh, at right. least you know not at least if you don't you know at least at the beginning of things. Uh, so it's sure. okay to let yourself mourn for what has been lost, but know that you're not the one who threw it away. They did, and you're just you're just making them deal with their choices. That's all. Yeah. Well, in the last. Six minutes that we have. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's I want to talk, talk about. about <laughs> let's talk about. I have found. Okay. Everybody needs a chance to escape, and it can be really hard to escape sometimes. But I just discovered a book. It's a 700-page book. I started it yesterday. I finished it this morning. I couldn't put it down. Um, yeah. yeah uh, it. Let me get the author's name. Uh, the author's name is Shirley Gilmore, and the book is called Bucky and the Lucifer Ladies Walking the Labyrinth. Uh, and it's the first in us. There's three books in the series. It's about this 10-year-old girl who winds up uh, hanging out with these elderly ladies at a, at a Bible study. But there's mystery. There is spookiness. There is incredibly touching scenes of family uh, of family togetherness, but there's a big mystery. 
And it's one of those things where I have a hard time with some slow burn novels, the ones that take a time to build a mood and all that, because a lot of them wind up getting dreadfully boring and drag in the middle. Well, Shirley Gilmore has written a book here where it never drags, not once. She gives you just enough story to keep you going while you're still inhabiting the lives of these characters. Again, it's called Bucky and the Lucifer Ladies. Look up Shirley Gilmore and put in the word Bucky because I don't, you know, spelling Lucifer is very weird. It's a, uh, a town in Missouri. Um, but uh, Shirley Gilmore, look up her name and Bucky. It is a wonderful book and you will love it. I treasure it. It's probably going to become one of my favorite novels, a five-star rating. Yeah. It's awesome. Fantastic. Is it a new book or an older book? It came out a few, it came out like, I, I think a couple of years ago. She has three books in the series right now and it's an independently okay. produced book. She wrote it. She, she got a cover artist uh, to do stuff and she had, she had help with editing and all that, but she put this book out herself it's through Kindle Direct Publishing. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free, but it's only $2.99. And let me tell you, it'll be the best $2.99 you spend this year. It is a magical book. It sucks you in. It's one of those books when you get to the end, you go, no, it can't be over yet. I want to stay in this world. So it's wonderful. I highly recommend it. Excellent. So what else is going on with your writing? What's happening? Well, I'm starting to promote the book again. We're getting towards the end game of getting my mom's house up and for sale, so I don't have as much to do. I'm doing a lot more book promotion. I'm going to be doing some sales pretty soon, uh, and hopefully within the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to get back working on the sequel to The Sorceress, which is called The Witch, and it's going to have the character of Raina on the front cover of this one. Um, and uh, And then... And because my plans are still next year to come out with the uh, third, uh, the third book in the series, The Queen, and then a trilogy of occult mysteries featuring Trevor and Evelyn Hawkins and the Shadow Walker Detective Agency. That'll that's coming next summer. So that's that's the plans right now. Awesome. Well, Talison, once again, you have calmed me down. You have talked me <laughs> off the ledge. Um, any words of? Uh, other soothing things to do. I found this month that, you know, deep breathing is very good. Just, you know, breathe in through your nose, hold it for a five count, let it go, do it again through your nose, hold it for a seven count, breathe it out through your mouth, let go of all the negativity you've been holding on to because there's a lot. And, you know, do it a third time, hold it for 10 seconds, and, you know, just let yourself breathe, let it go, build, take out all that negativity underneath you, and just release, just release, uh-huh. and you'll feel a hell of a lot better. And uh, on that note... Or you could do I what think- I do and smoke a big, fat, roasty bowl of weed, <laughs> but anyway, that's me. <laughs> We don't all have access yet, but thanks for the teaser. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, folks, it's been wonderful. It's been great. I will see you, Raina, and everybody out there next month when we're in the home. Next month, last show before the election, so tune in because I'm going to have Callison's Guide to Not Going Crazy on Election Night. That's coming next month. So see you next time. Same Same bad time, same bad channel. All right. All right. All right, folks. We are going to wrap for the night. 
Um, I will be back tomorrow with Danielle Dion. She's going to be talking to me about her book, Magical Mediumship. We're going to talk about the farm. We're going to talk about the cows. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you got to tune in tomorrow at 1030 in the morning. We've got an early one. All right, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great night.